Hey, folks, we're excited to have you listening to the podcast. But truly, if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, David and myself would prefer that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. They're they're honestly incredible. They really reach out and uh, give honest, insightful advice. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We want you to stay with us, and we love you. Thank you. I'm ready, dude. Are you ready? Wait, what is that? Are you ready? I mean, I know. Are you ready? That's corn. What are you doing? I have a great start to the episode. Sega! Oh, man. There we go. Guys, this is a Sega-sponsored podcast. Sonic the Hedgehog is our guest. Do they say Sega that way? Yeah. Sega! In the 90s, they did. They made Saddam Hussein. Yeah, they made an Mm -hmm. ad where Saddam Hussein went, Sega! No, they didn't. Yes, it literally is burned into my brain. No. Saddam Hussein? Yeah. Wait, they got Saddam? <laughs> For the head? Yeah. Whoa. Saddam was such a Capcom fan, and he just, like, he couldn't take it that Sega would shit on him so hard. I remember when it was, like, Sega, that. Well, that's the when you started up. Yeah. The machine. Oh, it was the, right, at the end of the ads, we go, Sega! 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 Yeah, that right. was back when things were better. We should, <laughs> all things were good. Uh, we should end our podcast. <laughs> if I remember at the very end, <laughs> if I remember at the very end of this podcast, the last word's going to be Sega. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming in to our podcast. <laughs> coming into us. <laughs> Thank you for coming into our mouths. Thank you. Or we, I suppose, came into your ears. Oh, my God. If this you think about it. deep relationship we're forming. Came out of our mouths. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening. That... Um, uh, theme song you just heard was, of course, a song by Coco Hames on her self-titled record. Yeah. Please get that. Go it's get so, that. so nice of her to have uh, given uh, that. It's such, such a good song. I know. It's so great. She's great. Uh, hey, man, we're great. <laughs> People keep asking us about the song, and I honestly feel like we I, I have dropped the ball on shouting it out. Not enough. me, dude. <laughs> I'm on it. You're a good friend. Dude, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, people have been asking. I don't know. Go see her live. She's incredible. And also, you know, what else we would like you to do is to rate and review <laughs> this podcast on iTunes. Yeah. It helps. It's so hard to say that every episode, <laughs> but I know we should. Uh, you Self-promotion know? is hard. It's it's, it's disgusting. It feels fake. I feel like ripping off my face every time I tell you people to listen to more episodes. <laughs> we just got asked if we wanted to um, do some Miller Lite ads. <laughs> and we're fucking doing <laughs> Dude, them. We're fucking pumped. <laughs> yeah. Me and Dave are Miller boys for sure. It's so Our funny number because one thing is if you feel like killing yourself, don't fucking drink Miller. <laughs> but if you don't feel like killing yourself, fucking pound Millers, dude. And by the way, that is literally exactly what our Miller Light ad is going to be. <laughs> We're going to pitch that. We'll see if they if they bite for that. 
I don't I don't honestly even think I should talk. I think just you should do it. You're so good at that. I think you should be there though just high-fiving me while like metal guitars are playing. We're like, "It's fucking Miller time." Unless you feel like killing yourself. In which case, do not fucking Miller time. Dude, that's totally how we should do it. You should do it and then just you say something and then I'll just be like, "Totally." And then <laughs> Your bro hype man. Uh, <laughs> I Steve Austin just slam beer into my mouth. Hell yeah, dude. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to self-promote. It's hard to do anything on the nose. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Suicide Buddies. <laughs> you know what I like to do when I'm about to kill myself? Have a nice cold Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chills me out to just drink away all of my problems. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. This is helpful for people. You know how this podcast is supposed to help you feel less alone in the world? You know what else makes you feel less alone? Fucking Miller Lite, dude. Partying with your bros! Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, all your bros are, like, putting a noose around your neck. You're like, yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Actually, it's them taking the noose off your neck. And they're like, dude. take off the noose and put on some Miller Lite. <laughs> His suicide note just says Miller time! Yeah. <laughs> He's pounding brews up in heaven with Jimi Hendrix. This week on fucking Miller, buddies. <laughs> so we're doing the ad is what we're trying to say. And the reason is I need money. I yeah. need money. And Dave, I have a plan that this is going to get us two badass Camaros. Oh, my God. From Miller. Dude, I would not only would I love to get two Camaros from Miller Lite. I would love to get two Camaros that say Miller Lite on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like front cars for a Smokey and the Bandit type of situation. Dude, no, we just switch over completely to NASCAR. Uh, and then we'll be called NASCAR Buddies because we'll be the first ever NASCAR racing team with two cars that race together. Yeah, why has no one ever thought of that before? Exactly. Everyone but us is stupid. <laughs> Everyone. Just have one car that smashes all the other cars and then have the totally. one car that just wins. Drive car, smash car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, hey, no one realized we were a secret team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that guy, that one guy always loses, but we always split the profits. <clears throat> Your cat is terrifying. It's oh, ter sorry. It terrifies me. Mm -hmm. It has no hair. Mm -hmm. It has yeah. no hair. He looks like a tumor. Yeah. He's licking himself oh right now. It really is disgusting. <laughs> he, he licked himself and then fell oh, down like. because he doesn't know how to operate as a living thing. Guys, uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel of Cute Pet Pet Videos. <laughs> Cute Pet. Yeah, Hairless he's Pet Cat. He's weird because like at first it's it's jarring to look at him. He looks like an old person. That is but weird. But then just like old people, you talk to him for an hour, suddenly they're the cutest little button in the world. He can talk? His name's JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't he just yeah talking about how cute he is and he bit him he can talk but it's only like the Flintstones and he just says it's a living <laughs> wow what's a living Jojo yeah he just says it's a living I don't know oh now I'm looking at his that's foot. the only thing that animals can say according to the Flintstones it's a living <laughs> you're like holy shit it's sentient it's a living <laughs> that's so funny what, what's alive? Is there a God? Answer me! It's He's running living. out of the room. He hates it when I yell yeah. at him and assert my dominance. <laughs> Unlike people, cats hate it when you yell at them. <laughs> you know, I saw um, The Shape of Water recently and with Georgia, my girlfriend, and like she was crying the whole time because of the monster and it just looks like him. Whoa. Looks like JoJo. 
And she was like, it just reminds me of my cat. <laughs> she was crying. That's crazy. Yeah, it was funny. Crying. Wait, what were the tears coming from? Like, because I don't know what her happened in the eyes, day. <laughs> Oh Not her ears or butt, oh like you, you weird, you weird Guillermo del Toro monster. <laughs> I cry yeah. from my butt. <laughs> it is so. How crazy is it that this is a suicide podcast? <laughs> I feel like we just stopped a lot of people from killing themselves. I agree. Uh, uh, fuck we it. should change the name to Butt Tears, though. <laughs> <laughs> butt Tears Labyrinth. Hello, welcome. Uh, I mean, I, I love his movies, uh, and that movie was a fucking knockout of the park. It was Labyrinth? So, uh, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Shape of Water. Pants Labyrinth I really water. haven't actually watched yet. I'm kind of behind. Who made? Who made? Who made who, <laughs> who made Shape of Water? Same guy, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. I get it. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza just, Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> I thought you said Pizza Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> I was confused. I just thought you just said Labyrinth. Oh, right, right, right. The David Bowie Another vehicle. dope movie. I loved that movie, yeah. Is it crazy? You didn't like it? <laughs> wait, wait. Hampton. The podcast is just mishearing each other for an hour. So you didn't like Labyrinth and I don't like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> How are we fucking friends, dude? Let's How? hope we never get trapped in a maze with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, if Labyrinth had Led Zeppelin instead of David Bowie, it would have been a totally different movie. <laughs> you know what's the best thing about Labyrinth? When David Bowie does the orbs trick you know, in his hand, he's got like that orb that he's yeah. messing around with. In the cut scene, you know, behind the scenes, it's another dude's hand, and like Bowie's arm just has to be like in shot, but like really? it's the other dude's hand doing it. He because... couldn't even do it. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> yeah, he's that much of a loser. You can't do that. <laughs> Who can't do that? You can't even do sleight of hand magic. You can't even, uh, yeah, twist balls around <laughs> yeah, your hand. Yeah, didn't he learn that from fucking a bunch of guys in the seventies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How to move orbs around? Yeah. Well, I mean, or just from being a man. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I've never touched my balls. Whoa. That would be so awful. That's <laughs> Do you have like awful vomit. balls? <laughs> I, I would probably gro- be vomiting. We just found out that Hampton has gross ass balls. <laughs> what do you mean just found out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, email us at grossballsgrossballsgrossballs at gmail.com. HamptonYunt.com. HamptonYunt.com. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, and so you, you saw Shape of Water. And I saw... Also, I, Tanya, recently, and it a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, Tanya, was so Wait. bad, dude. <laughs> I, man, well, I want to do a movie review podcast with you. I just, think this is where this is all leading. It a sucker. We'll eventually just do that suicide movie review podcast idea. Because yeah. I saw Last Jedi also, and that ends... Spoiler alert? Who who cares? Hey, at this point, oh, if yeah, you haven't seen it, you clearly alert. don't give a fuck. I also just said, spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> at the end of West Jedi. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, if you dude. haven't seen Last Jedi yet, spoiler alert, and also, fuck you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm a little baby. I'm a baby. Um, This is the baby cast. <laughs> right? So it's that Suicide babies, babies. babies, babies at Gmail. <laughs> Um, I'm scared. Yeah, I, the problem with I Tanya is I'm really scared. I'm a baby. <laughs> I Tanya was like if somebody just only watched Goodfellas 
And he's like, yeah, I'll just make like this like Goodfellas. It's a Tanya Harding movie that's like Goodfellas. Yeah, it's Whoa. shot exactly the same. The problem also is it's a movie that takes place in the early '90s. That's when like her whole career and everything is, and all the music's like. A bad company or Chicago or Boston, you know, like not Boston, but like fucking, you know Boston. what I mean? Doing these weird music cues from like the 70s. Yeah, it like suddenly cut into like, like Brain Stew by Green Day. <laughs> well, there is, that's the thing. Green Day just rips off people, if you didn't know that. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, they literally just rip off chord progressions, but that was um that's Dude. Chicago. Um That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day. Green Day. Oh man, you have you heard American Idiot? <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. That whole album is perfect. That was the like most insane thing. I know it's weird because like pl- people are like very politically shrill now. Yes. But just to write lyrics that are like, "Hey, Mr. Gas Man, gonna <laughs> invade Afghanistan." Like it's totally like, just dude. eat it's shit, so funny. eat a river of shit. He's the king in the castle with the money and the weapons, and you're just like, "Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're 38. <laughs> Getting heated. Yeah, I mean, it's like dude. you can be outraged, but I mean, it's like it's just fucking absurd. Jesus Remember? of Suburbia. It's also so funny too. Like, w- weren't there like a few songs on that album that were just like uh, <laughs> that are just like uh, <laughs> Daddy's always angry and Mama has her pills. <laughs> like, Mom's on her pills. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Mom just eats pills. I'm going to grandma's house or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Bush is corporate America out of control. Be sure to buy this T-shirt at Hot Topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Be sure to buy five million like T-shirts <laughs> from us. They're all like, "Hey, Mister Gas Man." <laughs> I've always thought that was funny, especially when you're marketing to an audience that cannot vote. <laughs> yeah, you you're already thirty. They can't vote. And the Dixie Chicks were way more punk rock than you because they alienated their fan base by totally. being like, we think George Bush is like a war criminal. And then like everyone shit on them for two years. <laughs> yeah. And then they wrote a record about how they lost their careers. Yeah. That's fucking cool. It's punk, dude. <laughs> Dixie uh, punk. <laughs> also, just the simplification of politics down to, I mean, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to talk about this. Just don't. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, there's no like political insight. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, the flag is green now. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like America's upside down. That's why, man, <laughs> I like, and I think we're both like really fucking liberal and want everything to change, right? Dude, I'm a chick. Dude. What? <laughs> I don't even know. Dude, I'm a chick. <laughs> That's a Green Day no, song. Yeah, I know. I mean, exactly. <laughs> but even I, I mean, I hate politically shrill like shit yeah, that doesn't offer I, any solutions and it's just like at the beginning I loved Rage Against the Machine and then pretty quickly I was just like what is this guy talking about man <laughs> my dreads are long he's just yeah. mad about his haircut totally it's too fucking long <laughs> <laughs> I like to blow hair. up motorcycles <laughs> what wait what Whoa, go back <laughs> I saw there was this interview where Tom Morello, the interviewer was like, if you became president, 
what will you do? And he was like, first thing I'd do, I would paint the White House black. <laughs> oh, like, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's changed and solved now. <laughs> you did it. Hey, did you hear? Uh, we're no longer oppressed. The White House is now painting black. <laughs> oh, my, thank God. Oh, thank God. I guess that cop didn't kill my family. <laughs> anyway, I truly am a fan of Green Day. Yeah, I mean, they're fine, whatever. You know, I honestly don't, like, hate them. But Do you have a time <laughs> to listen to me? Why? I love that song. I kind of like, actually, that video of them playing in high school. Honestly, I love That's them. Cool. I just liked it when they t- they sang about, like, jerking off and being sad and stuff. It Dude, seemed to fit them better. That's good music. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm into. <laughs> Could you imagine if Dude, Bulls on Parade... real jerk-off Miller Lite boys. <laughs> if Bulls on Parade and People of the Sun were about jerking off and being sad, how much cool... Wow, 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 wow. I've got a boner! <laughs> he's mad that he's got a boner. This is the government! <laughs> the government gave me this boner! I gotta get the lies out! Lies out! <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> so uh, confused right now. <laughs> uh, oh, Dave. Uh, Some of those who run forces <laughs> are the same that have boners. <laughs> that's true, man. I bet cops and hippies get boners, dude. That's what brings us together, dude. <laughs> Petting yeah. dogs and getting boners. <laughs> Pent up testosterone. That's what brings us together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vicious anger at those that have it worse than us. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, speaking uh, of buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, which you should we email us at. About, um, and you should uh, let us know if you suggest suicides for, in history for us to talk about. Or, you know, just share things with us. And when you, if you're going to, like, I don't know. Send us something you want to share. Let us know if you want us to say your name on the show or not. Um, either way, we could read the email. Um, <laughs> but uh, we just want to know if we should say your name. We basically own the rights to you. To your name. The minute you email us, <laughs> we could destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> your family, gone. Your, jo- <laughs> your job, gone. Your church, still with you. I still, this whole time, have been tra- there's like one Rage Against the Machine lyric that's on the tip of my tongue. That all oh! <laughs> Dude. Just going, oh! Like he stubbed his toe. <laughs> I, I love your impression of that, dude. I love that come with it now. That one's so fun. Quit it now! Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's my oh, This is the best one. This is the best one. <laughs> Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> yeah, that one's really great. That's so... It's like, Todd, we're, we're paying you to do this performance. No, <laughs> oh, f- Fuck you, suit! <laughs> um, I want to make a special mission that we mention them every episode. Absolutely, of the absolutely. Um, the yeah, renegades so of funk. I think we were going to read uh, our first uh, email. Yeah, we uh, want to start reading emails from you guys. Buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. That's buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. God, that's fun to say. And we might um, have to be a little funny while doing it. Be, uh, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, just, we have to have fun because we're asking you to share, you know, how you feel with us. You know what the show's about. Yeah. How you feel. <laughs> um, but we're stupid assholes who can't do anything without having fun. So we're going to be joking around. Um this email is from, well, I don't need to say their name because they say it right at the beginning. Um, here it is. My name is Kaya. My name sucks. It's usually said wrong. Yeah. But besides that, I would like to thank you. Your podcast makes me feel better dealing with my recently diagnosed depression. Recently diagnosed. 
well, that's cool, and you know what's going on with you, and you yeah. can figure it's it out. It's good that you're actually seeking out help. Also, your name doesn't suck. No, Kaya if you were a, in L.A., that would be a cool name. Yeah, like you would have a more successful comedy career than Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about that so much. I was thinking also earlier today about how, like, Logan Paul, I was like, that kid who made fun of fucking suicide. He basically has the same name as you. Well, no, dude. Logan's like a shitty name. Like, I was joking, it's like... Everyone named Logan's a fucking know, asshole. Logan Hampton? Paul, Hampton Yunt and Logan I've, Paul. You're both named like <laughs> Bryce England. <laughs> you're maybe right, but now I'm upset. <laughs> like, I've at least met several Logans who are all assholes. Hi, I've all? never met a Hampton. My name's Brock Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Money Goldbags. <laughs> uh, Logan. Uh, hey, what's up? My name's Whoops. I killed your family. <laughs> I'm a cop. <laughs> hey, officer. <laughs> officer killed my family. Uh, it's whoops. <laughs> killed your family. My first uh, name is Daniel. The name's whoops all crunch berries. <laughs> uh, I also think every, epi- every episode we shit on rage and every episode we should come up with a new name for Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, uh, I'm a little self-conscious about my name. About your name? I love your name. I should have changed it year one of college. Better than fucking Kaya, I'll tell you what. I tried to change my <laughs> name in high school. Like, I went to really? a new, new school, and I was just like, I'm, I'm Parker, because it's my middle name. Whoa. And then, like, within a week, uh, some people who knew me from another, like, thing were, like, at that school, and they were like, hey, Hampton. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people were like, what? Like, you said your name was Parker. I was like, yeah, I just... Really embarrassed in my you name. You were trying to change. <laughs> oh wow, you you've been embarrassed a long time. Oh okay. Yeah, I just like gave them ammunition to make fun of me, <laughs> like right off the bat. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I don't want to make fun of your name if you're sensitive about it. If you're like a little baby about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> what was the baby thing before? Oh, I don't oh, know. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spy, Hampton's so sad ba- about Hampton's his name. Baby. Hampton's little baby name. <laughs> um, um, Kaya is like a really, it's like a really nice sounding name too. Yeah. I guess it would. I guess it is really irritating though. I just don't have a name that people fuck up all the time. <laughs> and all my friends who do, like Matt Ingebretson, <laughs> it, it, you know, he's okay with it, but. Everyone fucks it up, and he's just like, ah. Yeah, the, the, the thing I f- always found is like, there's no right way to correct somebody. Totally, basically, and, and that's an awkward like- moment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so this is the rest of her email. The first episode of Suicide Buddies. That's implied, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, the first episode made me realize, man, you can really fuck up a suicide. <laughs> I love that. That's, oh, that's a really good point. The Yukio Mishima. Totally. It's funny. That we did. That one's about. We did like joke around about that, but we didn't really talk about that. That's the thing that happens a lot. You know what's. Oh, yeah. A lot of those cases, though, that it's always interest, been interesting to me. A lot of people who fuck up a suicide then don't try again. Like some people really? try again, yeah. But yeah, like I've talked to people who are like they try yeah. to kill themselves and they botched it, and then and that's interesting. I wonder. I would love to talk to someone who did and A let botched. me know how that feels. Yeah, you like shoot Damn, yourself. That would be and, so like. Whoa, that would be that would be fucking insane if you, you shot yourself. But like, right? Yeah, to go through that 
you know, because it's like, I've been like up to the cusp, basically. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to do it. Here's how I'm going to do it. And like, you make the plan and you like put yourself away from society and stuff like that. But then it's like, I, you know, it would be the equivalent of then like shooting yourself, but then like waking up, you're like, wait, it didn't take. Right. You know, like, I oh. imagine that would be a way harsher wake up call. To than- actually go through the act. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, you've literally experienced the the pulling of the, the trigger. Yeah, say, you know? that's just like an emotion and a sensation and a state of being I've never experienced. I'm very curious what it's like. The complete um, loss of self, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah well, I've heard people say that it, like you would feel a lot of shame. But you know what else? I'll bet you your shame in, in some ways is probably... Uh, overshadowed by how happy you are that yeah. it didn't work. No, I'd be super proud. I'd be like, I'm fucking stronger now. Yeah. What doesn't right. kill you makes you stronger. Now, I, and I'm like in a hospital bed, like totally paralyzed. And I'm like, just <laughs> fucking threatening everybody in the room. Like, yeah, you're all afraid <laughs> of me now because I'm stronger. <laughs> I have the strength of two Hamptons now. They're all in a coma and you're just saying <laughs> this to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're all terrified <laughs> of my strength. You can only move your neck. <laughs> Come over here. Come over here. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Put your ass in my mouth. I'm going to kick your ass. I got a foot in my mouth. You're terrified. Yeah, let me eat you. <laughs> oh, man. That said, don't try to kill yourself. Yeah. Please. That's the overall message. Always. Um, back to Kai's email when I get depressed I listen to a mix of Disco Queen and Ben Folds 5 which is weird because when my friends are depressed they listen to Screamo <laughs> that <laughs> you know, seems kind of dated almost yeah well I don't know I mean Screamo will never entirely go away it's just not like super cool anymore yeah. but there's still like a bunch of bands and a whole scene yeah, yeah. it's kind of evolving I don't know I mean there's that guy Lil Peep who died recently and uh you know, I don't know. He's doing some, he's doing some sort of it's some sort of like new version of like hip hop emo, and it's like screamo. It's it's all the same. Whoa, you know? it's I all kind of melding into some weird man. Art Hampton, form. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> They're all on Warp Tour. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. I mean, I disc disco and Queen are not what I listen to. When I'm depressed. I fucking love Queen and Ben Folds. I love so Ben Folds five so much, dude. Yeah. There is, by the way, if I am you are a typical white man. <laughs> have you seen that video of him? Like he was recording for some Australian radio station. He was recording him covering uh, "Such Great Heights" by the Postal Service. Oh yeah, and it, it's funny. Like I love it. It's so good. <laughs> and he also there's a recording. He released another recording of him covering "Such Great Heights." It's not nearly as good. Just so you know, if you look it up, find the Australian radio version. <laughs> But as I'm watching Ben Folds 5 cover Postal Service, Ben Gibbard's techno emo band, <laughs> I'm just like, just like you just said, like, wow, I am the wimpiest white boy. <laughs> I put a flower in a tea kettle and gave it to my ex-girlfriend, and now I'm sad, and I live in Europe. <laughs> wow, that's great. Totally. Just over it. Ben Gibbard is to that what Zach Delarocha is to politics. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Ben Gibbard so... is to feelings as Zach Delarocha is to politics. When Ben Gibbard Surface wrote that whole level. album about Jack Kerouac, 
Uh, <laughs> my literally one eye, you just saw it almost rolled so fucking hard into the back of my head. Uh, yeah, and there's this whole song about how we went to like the place Jack Kerouac went to before he died. And he's just like, and I went to the waterfall and I could feel your presence. <laughs> and I love uh, Death Cab so much. But it, I feel yeah. like this most music I love now, I listen to it. And I also am kind of like, yeah, but you're kind of <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm like hyper aware and I totally am into guilty pleasures. Oh, yeah. You know man. what I mean? I've now g- totally gone fully in. Uh, you got to love what you love. I love Blink-182. That's <laughs> the thing about like, I feel fine shitting on any band because I love Blink-182. <laughs> Unabashedly, I love it so much. I love uh, country music. Ooh, love it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 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 I love country. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that feels good to say. Okay, here's the thing. If you're ever feeling depressed, just sitting alone, just go, ooh, ah, 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 I love country. <laughs> it's, honestly, you should see how wide I'm smiling right now. It changed everything. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's email again. Sometimes I get really depressed over something stupid. For example, this one time I had a breakdown because I couldn't get up a hill on a bike Been and there. I look back on it and laugh. That's, that's great. Good. Yeah, that's actually really healthy. And it's totally understandable to also like have a breakdown over something that's so minuscule. Like, oh, man, that's what depression is. You're flipping out over the tiniest fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people who aren't depressed don't understand is it's like. It's sort of like a state of malaise or not even for everybody. It's like a, it's you're slowed down a lot of the time. Everything is more difficult Mm -hmm. and there's just this sort of like, it's so hard to pull yourself out of. And also like, you never know what's going to frustrate you as a human being. You could be having a perfectly fine day and not realize that you have something swimming under the surface. And then like, man, I, I don't know if I ever told you this Hampton, I made this huge fucking mistake my when I moved from my last place to my new one, I literally thought I owned the fridge, uh, <laughs> and I moved the okay. fridge from my old place to my new. And the next day, my old roommate was like, "Yeah, the landlord owns that fridge." So I stole my landlord's fridge, <laughs> and even then, I felt like such a fucking moron. And I was like, "Okay, keep it together, keep it together. It's all right. You're not a big dumbass. Everything's fine." And then I was holding a bottle of water, and I like fumbled and dropped it, and then I just started crying. <laughs> That is perfect. (laughs) I mean, but uh, that's so perfect, dude. And that's like exactly like the straw that breaks the camel's back. (laughs) Totally. That's the whole thing I get with this. It's just like, yeah, of course. You know, it could be literally the smallest thing, but it's like everything's compounding and compounding on top of each other till you've built up this entire like ego that's like of no self-worth. You are completely like you've just been like, you know, as you build up all these lists of problems, you're also tearing yourself down by levels. Right. And then finally, it's like, yeah, I fucking left my keys inside. (laughs) Of course I did. I'm the worst human being alive. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, and it's interesting. You know, something I have a lot of friends who are depressed and something that we don't really talk about that much, but is so true is that first, there's the fact that depression truly is like a state of like low energy sort of just like exhaustion, but also depression itself is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's mentally exhausting. You, I mean, we were supposed to record the other day and Hampton hit me up and was like, dude, I'm freaking out about some things. And I'm like, and I asked him what was going on. And your answer was basically just like, 
not really anything. I have a few little things going on, but they're rattling around in my brain. Yeah, my parents mm-hmm. called me up and told me I'm gay. So oh yeah, they, they let Whoa. me know. Yeah, it's a bombshell. They they, <laughs> they came you out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, they t- dragged me out of the closet. Well, and that happens to me all the time. No way. I just want to say um, that it, yeah, you know, it, and thank you so much for like understanding. And it was just like a series of things, and I really was like, and as I was looking into the the case we're going to talk about, which is a little grisly. Yeah. It was just like, I feel so terrible right now. You know, like dude. And it, that can come from just literally like ruminating and thinking on things. And I like, yeah, I totally understood. And it also reminded me like, I don't think I've ever said that to someone. Like sometimes something's just on my mind and I'm, I'm fucked up over it. And then I'm fucked up over it all day. And then I'm just tired and I feel like <laughs> shit. Yeah. And the only thing I did that day mm-hmm. was re- really, really worry oh, yeah. that I'm garbage. Oh, yeah. I've had times where I'm like going through a breakup and I just am so exhausted I'm asleep by 8 p.m. Yeah. I've just been crying and thinking all day. By the way, I would <laughs> say this really totally. And uh, something that this is like a tiny... Uh, piece of advice that I think I actually can give to people that has helped me so much. At some point in my 30s, I realized, I like, it occurred to me just how insane it is to think I'm a piece of shit because I don't think anyone's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Hitler, there's some stuff. <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. Nice ass. Uh, great public speaker. <laughs> great. Good uniforms. Well, I mean, yeah, I know, I like the depth mean. of depression is you th- you like think you're absolute trash and you deserve no happiness, right? <laughs> yeah. And then like after that, I started like I developed this thing in my head where like sometimes I can't do it all the time, but sometimes I can be feeling really shitty and I'll just say to myself like, "Yeah, but what if you're okay? What if you're good?" Yeah. And just that what if in my brain is a huge relief. That's really good, man. Yeah, that's man. Like, that's pretty helpful. If you could try that, if you're feeling really depressed, try just saying to yourself, wait, but what if I'm wrong Yeah, it took and me, I'm okay? It took me a long time of going through therapy to realize that I wasn't garbage. Yes. And that, and it's not like I can't just be shitty or fuck up, but it's like the, the, you know, the base level of where my mind's at is not just, oh, you're garbage, so therefore all these things match up. Totally, it's it changes. Like, wait a second, change your perspective every now and then and take a couple steps back. I also, yourself. I also like what she said about laughing at uh, the breakdown a few days later. Like, yeah, think it's funny. It is funny. Your own depression is funny. Yeah. And laughing at it means accepting it, right? It yeah. means you're like, All oh. All of reality is absurd. All and of it's it. important to really, like, get that in your brain. You know, nothing is fair. It's all absurd. But it's totally. also like, okay, let's play. Like, if those are the rules, Okay. And here's a, a, a fun thing for you, Hampton. <laughs> right at the end, she says, laughing has helped me out a lot, and then I found out about MST3K. Now I'm trash. Ish. That's oh, great. you're not trash. You're a good person. That's where we think we've lost her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for watching the show. I mean, oh, but then she gives a really great uh, recommend. Phil Hartman's wife, man. But, yeah. We might have to do that sometime. It's a little grisly. And the one we're going to do today is grisly is it really and looking into like that sort of thing really took it out of me really i I love suicide i hate oh right that's why we couldn't record the other day it's one of the things yeah i was just like man i'm getting really upset because uh we'll we'll go to break in a sec but um the um the case we're going to do is about chris benoit professional wrestler 
and he uh, killed himself and he killed uh, his wife and his son. And it was a whole like three day weekend of just insane depression and, you know, uh, wow. violent actions. So it's pretty grisly, but I think there's a lot that we're going to, you know, be able to talk about and have, you know, some fun. Well, have cool. fun. Yeah. Well, Kaya, thank you for emailing us. If you uh, are interested in sharing with us and maybe having it read on the show, email us buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com or email us for any reason. And uh, we'll be back in a sec. With yeah. Thanks for writing us. Some murder. <laughs> In this corner, Dave Ross. In this corner, Hampton <laughs> Yunt. <laughs> Wait, we each have our own announcer? Yeah, I yours guess. is Woody Allen? I guess that's ours. <laughs> I didn't know about the allegations. <laughs> In this corner, Woody Allen versus Dave Ross. Battle oh. of the glasses. Something we forgot to do in the first half. I got Hampton a Christmas present. <gasps> Uh, what? Whoa! Yeah, dude. dude. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. I I wrapped it. Don't have a present for, I don't, for you. Y- yeah, I know. It's a weird thing I do where I get my adult friends a present and none of them expect it. <laughs> what is this? Uh, a bottle of wine? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, obviously not a bottle of wine. You can't see. That's why see. I. I funny. He made a joke that you could all understand. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I'm sorry, guys. This is now the Christmas podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to... Email us at Christmas, Christmas, Christmas at gmail.com. Hey, man. Thank you. <laughs> the Book of Bunny Suicides. Thank you very much. Hey, you're, you're welcome, <laughs> dude. So thank you very much. <laughs> you know what I did? I love it, man. Thank you. I literally went to Amazon and just go- searched for suicide. That's uh, so cool. Oh, these are great. Hey, man. I know that you love bunnies. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd be into the suicide part, but that's what I got you. That's awesome. Uh, Dave, I got you this <laughs> serrated knife. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know I can use this. <laughs> you just immediately eat it. I got tough skin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, thank you very much. You're welcome, dude. Um, uh, so, uh, or, were you ready? Oh, I threw you off, dude. I know, this is, uh, now I just want to talk about how much I love <laughs> I, every year I get presents for everybody that I work with. We got Aristotle a present. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're really good at that, and I've always been like, yeah, I barely get my family presents. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not my go-to, to, I mean, that's so, that sounds well, so Well, wait, awful. Hampton, I don't get my family presents. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. But I now I'd have to, I would have to be like, "Hey, you know what I mean?" You know what I do? I go to an orphanage every year and get a I baby. I dress up as Santa, <laughs> and those kids do not know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't give them any Just presents. Drunk there at night, smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> but people love I just tell them the front half. I go to an orphanage every year at Santa. People just go, "Oh, that's beautiful." Like, no, I robbed the place. <laughs> no, I'm a dick about I'm it. I'm a fucking dick. If they wake up, I give them coal, and I'm like, this is because you have no parents. What did you want? A family? <laughs> a family. 
<laughs> I got you N64. Just kidding. What? Uh, an N64 now is a pretty shitty present. <laughs> it's fresh in the box. <laughs> it comes with Mario Tennis. N64! Yeah, totally. Every year Suck I go up. every year I go to an orphanage 20 years ago to dress to Santa. Every year. All right, man. So let's talk about wrestling and murder. All right. So Chris Benoit, uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with the name, uh, not so familiar with the details of the case. Yeah, I'm one of those people. First of all, <laughs> I am. I have never been a wrestling fan. I, it's not like I yeah. hate it, but I never got into it. It never hit me as a yeah. I mean, Hulkamania spread across our nation, killed a lot of people. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Hulkamania I definitely, wiped out millions of people. Not only am I a Hulkamaniac, I sometimes have Hulkamanic episodes. <laughs> I have Hulkamanic depression. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, brother. I've got Hulkamanic depression. And when my son uh, drunk drove and killed that guy, I tell you, brother, I was really, I was really sad and wanted to blame it on black people. Uh, Hulk Hogan on a, sex, on a sex tape said the N-word. Oh, shit. that's right. That's what that's from. Okay. Uh, I just like to bring that up whenever possible. Uh, so I got over Hulkamania, and then I got, cured it? I got Lynn Sanity. <laughs> What's Lynn There is a basketball player called like oh, yeah. Lynn something. Anyway. Jeremy Lynn? <laughs> well, yeah. Did it's get like, it right? So it's like Hulkamania. I remember the whole like boot stomp gang and, you know, there's a cartoon and shit. Hulkamania. <laughs> well, it's so funny every time. Hulkamania. It's funny because it's... it's What's funny about the brother? It's just the... What's funny about friendship and patriotism? Hulk Hogan, right? Like... So saying the N word, mania. It's not even a part of the. He had to add a mania. <laughs> it's Hampton a mania. Yeah, yeah. It could have been Hulk insanity. It could have just been. It could have been anything. Uh, I'm Hulk nuts. I'm, <laughs> nuts you, for are Hulk. you nuts for Hulk? Uh, yeah, he. I mean, I. I guess it's like you just can't avoid almost talking about like The Rock and like uh, Hulk Hogan. They're like the two biggest people who've ever like blown up the brand and made it popular culture you know otherwise it's this kind of niche thing that i never got into as a kid wait you said who hulk and who else the rock the rock uh dwayne the, the rock. rock johnson <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so um it's his last name that grosses because, me because, out because like you know all these comics that we have like as friends who are like oh wrestling it's my life and they'll be like oh yeah that's like hacksaw bill from the <laughs> You know, the 70s, and it's like, no Actually, one knows this shit. Hacksaw Bill is the only wrestler I know. <laughs> I love Hacksaw Bill. Yeah, what he does is uh, he goes out there and he, <laughs> he comes in with a saw. He comes he in with a saw and starts, hey, what's up? I'm Hacksaw Bill. He's hold still. His whole routine is he's a failed ma magician. <laughs> yeah. He just chops people. In oh, half. no. Looks like this motherfucker has gangrene. Oh, no. He's bringing in the hacksaw. <laughs> Andy, Andy Peters has that great bit about Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> About yeah. how he gets to bring a snake. That was funny. God. Dude, so I was looking up old footage, and one of my favorites is when they would just, the WWE or F, like, had no r rules, and they would just do these, you know, it's like almost like county fair. They go to these small towns, and they had one that were like, it was Sting was in the ring, right? That wrestler Sting. 
and they were like, who's going to help Sting right now? Oh, look in the corner of the auditorium. It's RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop's here, folks. And like RoboCop <laughs> starts walking into the arena and it's like the slowest walk possible. Ugh. And they're like, oh, RoboCop is a mechanical cop from the future. He is very advanced in technology. Like they're just giving his rundown as he oh makes his way to God. the arena. And he just like grabs someone and they're very dramatic about like, oh, his robot strength is insane and he puts them in a cage robocop Why? puts a wrestler in a cage because it's like literally the it's most robo cage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing makes any fucking sense i also love that it's a fictional character outside of this thing that's supposed to be real it yeah, could literally right? be anyone who's gonna help him it's the care bears <laughs> it's alf uh-oh alf's here to stop it's darth vader Tim the tool man taylor <laughs> It's Tim the Tool Man Taylor. He's just in the side of the uh, arena. Looks like we need to build a man's wrestling ring. (laughs) It's just covered in dicks, (laughs) dicks and saws. Okay, so so yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering the 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 kind of uh, looseness of wrestling. They've Mm -hmm. really been this sort of like almost outlaw industry, and I really feel like. The movie The Wrestler is a very accurate portrayal of what had happened to a lot of wrestlers and kind of almost still continues. I never saw that movie. Oh, dude, you should see it. It's it's literally a perfect analogy of, of stand up, like road comics. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just something I've always, the minute I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly it's what it's like to Rourke, be a road right? dog. Yeah, Man, and I loved like, him in nine and a half weeks. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never seen nine and a half weeks, uh, but it's always been advertised on Cinemax, and it's like you're not going to believe. Oh, Mickey Rourke! I love him from being a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I love him from having like a a uh, shit a reference. Well, I can't well, something think of. I was going to that was fun. To I just stand up. <laughs> Is just like this looseness of wrestling. Like people would just rip off other people's moves, other people's names, like, and and just like change your whole character at a certain point. And the thing that reminded me of that was Sting fighting Robocop. Mm-hmm. Sting at the time just like was like he had like a little bit of face paint that was blue, and he had like blue electric pants. Yeah, and then and remember he'd he be like, like, "I'll be watching you." Right? <laughs> Come on. Oh, fuck you. Come on. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, somebody called the police. In a <laughs> bottle. You know? So, uh, did he come out to Sting's music? I just didn't imagine. Put on the red light. <laughs> and he's just yeah. like shimmying oh, out. Fuck. And exactly. <laughs> like, he didn't have an identity. Sometimes it would be like, you know, the Diamond Man. Like, they just didn't. You know, it's really up to the wrestler to create their whole identity. Okay. So Sting, though, what I love is he just saw the crow, and then he's like, oh, I'm the crow. Whoa, weird. <laughs> he just stole the crow. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I wear a trench coat. I wear the exact same face paint. I'm going to grow my hair out long, and I'm the crow. Whoa, okay. So I just love, and that kind of ties in with Chris Benoit, basically. Okay. He's this uh, wrestler. He was uh, born in uh, Montreal, Canada, so... I don't know, you know, he's bilingual, By the way, which is very interesting to me, I'd say. I'm not going to interrupt you too long, but I just realized we have never been corrected on anything in this podcast, and I know for a fact that we are going to get so many corrections on oh, this. Oh, I've gotten so many corrections People about things. People love wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, That's he was thing. not born in Montreal. He was born in Ottawa, <laughs> and he moved to Montreal when he was three. Well, <laughs> that person fucking sucks. And I agree. And I think we, though, disclaimed kind of, I was like, I don't, I never really got into wrestling. 
you know? We also never know what we're talking about. Well, okay, the, move on. Well, actually, I kind of, <laughs> now I want to dip back because I, I wrote this down earlier that it's like, remember when wrestling, did you get like UPN? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, dude. I had a really like expensive cable package, so we got UPN. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't that like basic? It was, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that basic. Yeah. I. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good job. So like, fucking they. The, I've been thinking about this so much recently. They brought back wrestling. They played the shit out of wrestling, and they played the shit out of Star Trek shows. Star Trek Voyager. I remember Deep when Space UPN Nine, Next oh, Generation was did, Deep Space Nine the one they launched with Deep Space Nine, right? No, I remember, or I was it Voyager? I think they did Next Gen. They were still finishing up Next Gen, or it was like Paramount Twenty was then becoming UPN. Oh, I just remember Shasta McNasty when, was on the horizon. <laughs> whenever UPN showed up at my house. It was like, I believe it was... You can't show up at your house. Yeah, they're like, what's up? What's up, player? You ready to get stinky? Oh, man. Wrestling and Star Trek. We're certainly not Fox, and we're not even the WB. Shasta but it's Mc... free, though. Shasta McNasty. Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer. Homeboys in Outer Space. They had I, a no, tight they had comedy like, lineup. I, however they came into my world, it was like there was a Star Trek show that hadn't started yet and i think it was deep space nine i and love I, deep space nine but it's also not next generation you know what i mean they were like okay we need like a cool next generation and i feel like they failed <laughs> that's how it felt to me <laughs> no they were deep like, space nine is so tight what if star trek the next generation <laughs> happened in a place that didn't move <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> Dave, you're wrong for about five million reasons. Oh, here we go. Each one more interesting than the last. Now, I just love that fucking UPN was like so dumb. And that was really like when I would notice my friends at an age of like middle school where it was like, oh, dude, last night on uh, UPN, uh, Triple H Grand Slam performance, uh, he was fighting Jericho. Like they would just like right. start saying stuff that I wouldn't understand. Yes. And the big one was they'd either, they'd cross their hands and just go like DX dude. over their crotch. Yeah. To, that was Triple H, into, right? Into me. <laughs> the cross over the dick. That's Triple yeah. H. Triple H. And it DX. was like, suck my H yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would always your say, H. you're such a Guerrero. <laughs> and uh, that comes in later. There's, there's this guy, I guess I never really looked into. That was Eddie uh, Guerrero. So... Basically, uh, Chris Benoit was like not a, a a nobody. He was actually like a really huge wrestler. He was like world champion. He was like put in years of work and was beloved. And uh, he'd come out through Canada. He'd gone to Japan and stuff, and just like kept like winning titles. And the big thing everyone always says about him is like what a nice guy he was. Really? Yeah. Like just like he loved his family. Very private. Uh, was super great to work with and never had like a bad word to say about people and was just all about like putting in the work, you know? Nice guy, great family, sick pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say about the guy? What He's else perfect. can you say? Well, the thing is, is like, you know, I, man, think about what that dude's end. funeral was like. Just wrestler after wrestler going up and being like, I mean, he was nuts, man. <laughs> Power lifting the casket. <laughs> so, you need more pallbearers? <laughs> so he, um, when he, when he killed him, himself, it was over the course of this three day uh, weekend. And he, um, Labor Day? Or- <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, no. So he was... Uh, oh, was it one of those years that Christmas was on a Friday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Groundhog Day. He had to keep reliving it. <laughs> Man, wouldn't that suck to get trapped in your own suicide? That's a movie we should do for the movie thing. He tries to kill himself for like a every day. There's one thing that's really interesting I read about Groundhog Day where like I think it's Harold Ramis or someone who helped make it. He was like they asked him, it was like, how long was Bill Murray's character in that cycle? And he's like, it's like 320 years was like the idea they had in their brain that he'd lived that long. Whoa. In one day. And he's you just become a completely different person by the end of that, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Groundhog Day, go see it, guys. It's in theaters right now. <laughs> yeah, that... dude, pick up an N64 on your way to the theater. Suck <laughs> <Start> up! <laughs> yeah. End of pod. Well, um, so he, uh, Chris Benoit, killed his wife, uh, and he uh, broke her neck uh, by using kind of like a cord, kind of like pressed on her back and like strangled her. And uh, then the next day, he... Uh, gave his son a bunch of uh, Xanax and put him in like a very sedated mode and choked him to death. Same, same Whoa. style. And then the next He day, sounds like a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, this is going to be a lot of conflict on this one because trust me, it's like, it's super divisive, this one. And it's like, the next day, he killed himself with uh, one of his weight machines, uh, strangled himself. Whoa. Yeah. So nice. It's guy. it's a it, yeah. He got the triple crown. <laughs> he got the yeah. he got the whole <laughs> he got the whole thing in there. Um, and then just smash cut to Triple H going ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, suck <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, dude. The the week I was just doing uh, comedy at beginning at the time, and I remember some comic. I didn't understand the reference at the time, but he was talking about like. Benoit put his family in a suplex or something like. Oh my and god! I was like, and I was like, the guy was like, ooh, and like I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, but now I really remember that joke. Um, so the thing about him and uh, there's multi facets to it, and I think what's kind of like uh, upsetting almost about this case is everyone wants to be like, this is why he did it. This is why. There's one reason why. And okay. it's almost like a disservice to mental health to just be like, it's this one thing, let's chalk it up. You know, like he had problems with his wife there, that's it, you know, or right. he used steroids there, that's it. But and there, and he had concussions there, that's it. And they all are valid. But I think it's like it's a multi, you know, uh, attack oh, yeah. on, I mean, on the, your psyche suddenly. The pain of a person that could drive them to suicide. I mean, right. He, it's got to be complicated. You know, and, and here's the thing is like he really like the keep in mind, like everyone is like he was legitimately the nicest guy. He adored his family. And this is before he killed his family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not and, after. No, after everyone like the, every wrestler is like it. I, he was still like my nice. Yeah. They were. Like, <laughs> no, a bunch of people are like, he's still my brother. Like, I know sure, that I'm this fucking one, around. No, no. Uh, I just yeah. find it so interesting, you know, that it's like. I, f I mean, it's like you could totally. I know what you're saying, like, though. You're saying that, like, you could you, totally say that. Of course, and you could like, you could hear that someone killed their family and then assume they've been like an abusive alcoholic piece of shit their whole life. But I, yeah, it yeah. De definitely adds some context. Someone that like, I mean, were was there any report or record of him having trouble with his wife? Right before or way before? There or? was, uh, they basically divorced or like she put in divorce papers like three years 
basically, uh, again, super nerds, I'm not going to get it exactly right. Uh, but it was about three years before okay. uh, he'd been going through some problem because his friend, Eddie uh, Guerrero, uh, had died of a heart attack. He, he just like was going through a lot of different things at one time. He'd hurt his neck and was had to start taking more um, hardcore steroids. Yeah. And like pain relievers. And it, boy, if you've ever seen The Wrestler, that movie, like it's basically all wrestlers are so poorly treated. There's no infrastructure. Like you are your own doctor and you have to perform tomorrow or you're fired. And it is yeah. a, you're on a circuit, you're going town to town and you're usually wrestling almost every day of like the year you get a couple weeks off, but it's like insane workload. And so they do pop pills and they do do steroids because it's like, there's no other way to keep up this like pace. Yeah. So there's a ton of like suicides and like, uh, really, um, uh, like painkiller addictions and stuff that like really runs in with like depression and like having a really tough, almost like carnival life. And that's why I really compare The Wrestler to like the life of a road comic. Yeah. It's just like, you know, at one point you're just like sleeping in your car and you're like, yeah, well, I did the thing I loved and it fucked me over completely. Yeah. You know, and the really the funny thing is there was a countdown list of like the, you know, top most, uh, you know, wrestling personalities that people hate. And Chris Benoit came at three and then number two was Vince McMahon. (laughs) And everyone was like, yeah, that that really uh, that matches. Wow. Because Vince McMahon is the guy who just kept it going of just like, you don't get paid shit, but this is a brotherhood and like, you know, like you got to stay in it. Really? Even in the WWE, you don't get paid shit? Well, if you become a superstar. But again, it's, I mean, and of course the conditions would get better the more, you know, popularity you get. But the overall rule is like, you know, this is a, this is like um, a traveling show. Yeah, right. Okay. Always running and we're airing it in different, you know, stadiums across the country and stuff. But that's, um, you know, basically the life they live is like incredibly like uh, painful. <laughs> and so like with Chris Benoit and what really lends into the um, concussion thing is his signature move was a flying headbutt. <laughs> and he would just jump off the rails and land on. So he'd like flip his body over, land on somebody with his head. Whoa. And just fucking like ram he his head basically like dive <laughs> His head smash into the ground. Yeah, That's, wow. Or, well, the person's body. Well, the I person's body. A, but I watched like, a bunch. Yeah, and I'm sure there's ones where they do the the you know pull out like it didn't ha- it didn't work. You roll over to the side, sort of thing. But I guess I'm just trying to get the mechanics of it so I totally understand it. He's like his body is perpendicular to the ground, and he's <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, it's it's really insane. And there was I watched a video. He did one from like a steel cage up like 20 feet up in the air. Did it. Landed on somebody, some some buff dude with a you know gigantic chest landing your head on them from twenty feet. Whoa! It's like, and you're doing that like repeatedly yeah. in a year. So the thing is, is like after he died, they did an autopsy, and his brain literally did. The description is it was uh, the condition of somebody at eighty five years old who died of Alzheimer's. <laughs> Whoa! So it's like he had he had concussion brain, he had brain injury. No, no like doubt crazy. about it. And they weren't doing anything about it. There's no. They barely even did any studies on concussions at the time. It was very much like you got a concussion, cool. <laughs> Walk it off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, drink a beer, and you know, you just die. At, like, 
you know, a young age. Yeah. You know what the craziest thing is about like concussions and how much that really fucks you off? Uh, fucks you up? It's like your brain fucks you off. Dude, con- <laughs> concussions fuck you off. <laughs> yes. It's like it's your brain turns off, you know, it turns back on. And it's just like, you can't do that. <laughs> and it's like. That's what a concussion is? Yeah. It's like your brain slams up back of your skull, you know. And it's like, bleh. And uh, with uh, I watched this documentary on like hockey, like goons and enforcers in hockey, you know, the people who are supposed to get in fights. Yeah. Every one of them at the age of like 60 is just like, yeah, I got a fight in, uh, you know, 82. I punched the lights out of that guy. You know, like it just broke because in those they're just like you punch out the person's teeth. Yeah. And shit. But like shit where you're getting concussions like Muhammad Ali or other people, it's like your brain is mush. Right. By the time you're like 50. So, so wait, he yeah. had Alzheimer's, but like, well, so no, was he, he delirious? He had concussions. Sure, he yeah, had trauma. concussions. But CTE. like, how did CTE? That's yeah. what, is a concussion CTE? Well, if you do enough of them. I mean like, you know. And then what is CTE? It's just repeated concussion trauma. It's this thing that basically afflicts, afflicts athletes. I guess what I mean is like there might be people listening who don't know what CTE is. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Uh, it would be basically be like it holes means- in your brain. Okay. You've fucked, you've beat up your brain enough <laughs> times there are now dead parts of your brain. Okay, so you get enough concussions. You get And con- CTE stands for concussion trauma. Extreme. Miller. Yeah, I, I I just know it stands for like repeated concussion trauma, basically. And then how does it manifest itself? It like you. Well, it's like your brain. You're getting stupider. You're getting more ag- kind of aggressive. It doesn't necessarily happen that way. But the thing is, is like you know, as I'm saying with this case, there's multi things going on. So it's like as your brain is kind of in and out of like total, you know, awareness or total, you know, properly functioning. You're also dealing with like steroid abuse, painkiller addiction. Your, your marriage is maybe like having some arguments. Did he have a painkiller addiction? Uh, it's very likely like his family's kind of like super defensive about it. And I, I mean like, you know, it's possible, but I, I would just say given the life of wrestlers and how every wrestler has talked about this case, that's the life they're talking about. And they're like, this, this is a reality inside of our industry Yeah, is that a lot of people are getting fucked up and there's, there's no like healthcare. You are your own doctor. They don't have like nurses no. on site or anything. They do have EMTs for like I saw one where the fucking Eddie Guerrero like had a heart attack on stage. Jesus. I mean, it's like it's a brutal, brutal, and that's Vince McMahon who's like was kind of like keeping it that way. I heard stories by comics who like wrote for WWF and shit. Like uh-huh. Vince McMahon would like make everybody like wait on the tarmac while he goes on a plane and like fuck somebody. <laughs> And then it's like, all right, guys, now we're going to go to the next town. Wow. Yeah, he's just like the ultra shitbag. Holy shit. (laughs) You don't want to believe that there are people like that in the world. Dude, he's like Trump's best friend. Is it true? (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think Trump went on fucking WrestleMania? I didn't even know he did. I'm like so not plugged into the world. Dude, man. have you not seen the clip of Trump on WrestleMania? I haven't watched TV since I had it in 64. He fucking, Trump, our president, mm-hmm. slams a dude to the ground. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. the best fucking clip. And oh yeah, and Vince God. McMahon's always like, there's so many uh, like gifs of him like doing this weird like 
freak out when he sees like really buff dudes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he's a, I've he's, seen that. They're yeah. Both, they're both cartoon awful people uh, who really are prone to shit on all their employees and make their lives way more difficult. I am more curious and I know I, uh, I don't mean to harp on this, but yeah. I'm curious if you know the specifics of what CTE can do. Like, yeah, holes in your brain, lower brain function. But is it like, do people go crazy? Do they get dumber? Do yeah. they have delusions and yeah. hallucinations and yeah, shit? They kill themselves. All those things. Yeah. They, they, a lot this? of them kill themselves. Really? And this is also common in the NFL now too, right? Mm-hmm. CTE. Yeah. Right. It's not like common, common, but it's happening enough where it's like, you have to recognize that this is what it is and this is what it's called. And if you're going to keep, it's like, we're all just finally realizing, Hey, if you get multiple concussions, that person's brain isn't going to work anymore. Right. It doesn't work right. They Yeah. So, so they misconstrue reality. So they kill other people. They don't know what's well, going on. There's a lot of discussion of that OJ Simpson perhaps had CTE, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. I've yeah. heard that. I think I think that's somewhat true, but I also think it's varying degrees. Like he maybe had some concussion trauma, but it's like you also can't deny that then he like Covered it up. He had a no, but he, like years later, he had like a sketch show. <laughs> like, did he really? He had like a total public life where he was like golfing after the thing. Or did whatever. he have a sketch show? He had a sketch show called Juiced. OJ Simpson had a sketch show, and the entire sketch show is literally like, you know, like a couple would be, you know, the Marks would be regular people at a restaurant just like eating, and then like OJ Simpson <laughs> would just walk up and be like, "Bitch, you didn't think you were at the same restaurant with OJ Simpson?" <laughs> and he'd be like, "Ooh, like, oh no!" <laughs> like the whole show is just like, "Yep, I'm here. I did it." <laughs> <laughs> it was one pilot. It's yeah, so fucking funny. You're watching. I did it with OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> you just got X'd. <laughs> OJ Simpson's the X. Juice. Yeah, it's so fucking funny to watch that footage. Wow. Yeah, no, I know it's hearsay. Like, you don't really know if he had a CTE. And I'm not trying to excuse it. No, but I I Uh, agree. Especially because that O.J. Simpson show that came out recently, they really tried to play, like, Cuba Goody Jr., like, where he was like, I don't even know what's going on. And it's like, yeah, but that wasn't how he was actually acting at that time. It's also, like, uh, to say again, like, it doesn't excuse it. It's right. just interesting to like figure out what could have happened, you know what right. I mean? And yeah, especially since like he definitely like has a certain amount of brain function. I mean, he clearly has done some things like you said. <laughs> but I don't know, I also wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, getting hit in the head playing football a bunch of times makes you like go a little nuts every now and then. <laughs> um but just and the only reason I say that isn't because like so it's not his fault. We should all hug him. <laughs> I know, uh, right? That is the takeaway. I just mean like us. the takeaway for me from that is like maybe we should fucking address that so no NFL player in the future just fucking that you wouldn't expect just kills their family. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I mean, it really is like, what are you gonna do? You'd have to like basically end football, uh, yeah. dude. That's un-American. That's true. That makes me sad. It's like ending and keys I wipe my with those tears birds with, an with the white eagle. head. <laughs> white head birds. <laughs> I don't like when football's not on. Uh, no, I know it's like sports. You know, it's like it's this pretty uh, fucked up business. I think we've all found. You know. Well, that's been our episode of <laughs> sports is a fucked up business. Uh, okay, so man. Yeah, where was he at so, leading up to all of this? So basically the week before, he'd uh, uh, talked to his 
dad. He talked to everybody. He was just like, I'm so excited to go home. Huh. I'm so excited to go home, see my family. I, He'd been on the road. Yeah, I'd been on the road. And he's just like, can't wait. I love, you know, once, And he would bring his kid around to everybody. Like everybody, and that's the real other thing I, I kind of mentioned there is like with, with wrestling, it's like they're all very much like family. Like you're huh. hanging out with each other's wives and kids. Yeah. Uh, and it's for the most part, you know, chill, you know, like. Uh, right. Very little like disturbances in there, you know. Sure. So he told everybody, "I want to go home," and uh, told his dad. And uh, when he killed everybody, he'd um, he put um, like a Bible by each of the family members. Whoa! And I think in that weekend, he'd also sent off a Bible, by, and he also put a Bible by himself. And his family's like, he wasn't religious. This was very odd. And he'd Well, see- you know what? <laughs> He's just doing the Lord's work. <laughs> this will explain everything. <laughs> just read the good book. <laughs> and then when you open it up, it's not the Bible. It's just photos of O.J. Simpson. Jesus put <laughs> Judah <laughs> in a suplex. <laughs> <laughs> oh man get ready for jesus mania <laughs> i feel like we're living in jesus mania yeah that should dude. be bill maher's new documentary <laughs> jesus mania okay folks jesus mania it's out of control <laughs> jesus what did you <laughs> you're welcome that's his new special. Um, God, news I... flash, folks. Slavery was wrong. <laughs> He's like the most like condescending Dude, fucker in the world. The the name of that movie, it's religious. 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 Like you're such a dick. Uh <laughs> Oh, this okay. is religious. You're going to pray to a man in the sky. Okay. Oh, wow. Why don't you just suck Santa Claus's dick? <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, you're going to pray to a phantom man with long hair? Well, I hate Muslims. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and I hate to know. And he be, does. I hate to Fuck be him. like, religion is for idiots, <laughs> but I will say this guy with concussion brain suddenly got really into God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, that's he, uh, so funny. He, he, apparently, look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but <laughs> right when he no. lost his mind, he thought Jesus was cool. Never did before. No, no, no. Like there was kind of a lead up a little bit. Like, and people were like, he would wear apparently rosary beads, which is around his neck, which is not what you're supposed to do. But he would just walk around his neighborhood like that, like just kind of like out of not out of his really? mind yet, but just like. Here's the thing. I've also Hampton. I, what's weird about that? <laughs> What's weird about I, I don't wearing? Know. I don't understand why He's doing it's strange to wear the rosary in public. If you could just explain, no, that's fine. I don't see why it's weird to throw holy water on your baby. Uh, I know it's a Jewish baby. I'm just trying to change his life for the better. I don't see why that's weird. I don't see why it's weird to shoot up an abortion clip. I don't see why it's weird that I only eat communion wafers for dinner. <laughs> I just love Christ. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's coming like? <laughs> Dude, by the way, total aside, have you seen, there's a show have on, seen have you seen God? All right, see no, ya. Come. Uh, <laughs> if you see God has come. Uh, that's the name of my Metallica album. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> give me come, give me come, give me that which I can come. <laughs> I uh, don't remember what the fuck I was going to say now. What were we talking about? I have no idea. 
uh, uh, religion and uh, God and well, lost it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Uh, so um, yeah, he was uh, acting erratically, you know, leading up to it. But it's nothing where you'd be like, oh, that guy's gonna like murder his family and like flip out, you know. And I think it's all like you know things just suddenly spiraled out of control really fucking hard. This guy made the absolute worst decision, you know, and like, and he probably, I'm going to say, felt like really awful as it was all happening. Because it's just like, I think that's almost like what it is to have this kind of brain. You're in and out. It's like sometimes you're just like, whoa, I just like freaked out. And now I'm like, have some semblance of like my brain again. You know, it's like, it, yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty like um, I think it's like multifaceted this case. Like, I just feel like it's like he didn't just go, here's my plan. I'm going to yeah. murder my family like this. Right. You know, and then kill myself. I think it's just like I killed my wife. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Now I like the next day is like I've I have to kill myself and my kid. Like there's no. There's no like getting out of this, and then like just your brain is even more heightened and like going right. out of control and inflamed, and you're like, yeah, this this makes sense, you know, like Bibles. And during that weekend, he mailed off a Bible to his ex-wife that just kind of said like, um, "You're next." I'm, I'm go- <laughs> 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 oh fuck! <laughs> Look behind you. <laughs> I mean, it honestly could have been that. It said something that if was, he was like, being I'm, so go- crazy. "I'm going to like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like passing on or something like that." You know, it's like Whoa. it was kind of like short and didn't make a ton of sense. And know? then he sent one to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Steve, Stone Cold and like all these wrestlers like comment about it, and they're like, you know, it's unforgivable. It's it's the worst fucking thing imaginable. But it's like he was also like right up until then my brother so it's it's just incredibly complicated to think about sure you know? so that's pretty and dude recently fucking jericho do you know that wrestler by name uh, uh i don't know what he looks like but i have no <laughs> you can imagine he looks like the puddle of mud singer with more muscles <laughs> oh man you could probably guess yeah so, i've always thought how do you even get more muscles than that guy <laughs> I mean, they're a puddle of mud. There's Dude, nothing more yeah. strong than that. <laughs> well, you like dedicated a match to like wow, Benoit okay. and like another guy who died. I mean, it's like 10 years later and it's very <laughs> odd, but it, it, he just was like, I saw some fan art and then I dedicated the match and then people were like yelling at him. He's like, he said the same thing. He's like, hey, I knew this guy more than you. And uh, I agree. It's the, I think about this all the time. I knew that kid. I knew that woman. And he up until that day was like my brother. I saw him every day for like 20 years. Right. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, it's just like, damn, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also just interesting to like, cause like when someone murders their family, obviously that's the most horrifying thing of all. Like, it's just awful. Yeah. And like your your knee jerk reaction is gonna be like, what a gross piece of shit, fuck you. Yeah. But I do think it's a little funny to look at someone who killed themselves and be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I realize he'd done that, but he killed himself and you're still mad at him. <laughs> he did it for you. <laughs> He's mad at him. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's punishing himself. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I, again. No, I know. It's I tough know. to it's talk about, about because I don't want to sound like I'm forgiving that at all. No, but it's no. just like, I think what we're doing here is trying to understand it. And yeah. I do think, like, and people that have that sort of like rage, and the rage is obviously so understandable, it's still like, <coughs> it's not complex for me. I understand why his friends, especially if they knew him that way, would like have mixed feelings and have empathy. For him as well as the family. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's not, you can't, no one wins here is the fucked up thing. No one wins. <laughs> everyone lost. There's nothing you can do about it. It just sucks. That's that's what it is. I like what you're saying there is like, everyone just lost. That's all. It's just an awful, like, you know, hurricane, ha- you know, blew through. And it's like, I don't know. It, it doesn't really do you any dis- service uh, to like, just be like, Oh, that's why he did it. Apparently, he, like if if there was some salacious, you know, thing, yeah. where it's like, oh, apparently he was just a real dick. So I mean, well, I feel this way about everything maybe, now, man. Maybe like to feed in and give that some justice, like say when he did divorce his wife, or there was like something with that, he just apparently would throw furniture around. Whoa! Which he's like. A gigantic guy, I, I don't know, and a wrestler. It's like throwing furniture's kind of their thing. <laughs> like, like, okay, now you are apologizing for <laughs> shitty behavior. It's That's shitty re- behavior. It's awful behavior. But why do we applaud it when it's when it's steel chairs? Because it's I'm not joking. in private and being thrown at his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if he hit her or anything. I it just sounds like he had emotional. But here's the thing: she also like, uh, you know, got back with him, said everything was. Fine, and it was like well, you know, any of that you never know. know. That's yeah, the thing exactly. we don't know. But I mean, I think just I at a basic level, even if he wasn't throwing furniture at her, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, and that's the thing that absolutely will like send you to a very scared, vulnerable place. That woman, and so like if he was doing that three years before he did this, they obviously had been he'd been pissed for a while or getting pissed at times. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. They said that there might have been some sort of, like, marital discord at the time, you know, and it's just, like... There set, definitely setting was. Setting it off more. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, again, though, like... Uh, I know this sounds fucked up, but it's like, okay, the profession of a, of a wrestler is so off the grid and so fucking insane that it's yeah. like, it doesn't completely surprise me that a wrestler, when he's angry, would throw furniture around. I know it's like, that's inexcusable, but it's also like, I do believe other people also when they're like, he lived for his family, you know, or like he just loved them to an insane degree and would. Right. And I mean, it can be violent, but I don't know. It's like, I almost don't want to paint him as a just clear out monster. Oh, I don't think you are. I think it's a whole bunch of things. I don't think we are. I mean, also like that kind of rage could happen in a person who exists. First of all, you can just be someone who loves your family and be filled with rage. And like, you just, you can. Live in that every day. Well, and that's the thing we're like trying to figure out, like at what point do we focus on someone's humanity? At what point are, do we stop having empathy for someone? We're really trying to suss that out as a culture right now. Yeah, I, and that's why I, I you know, because when you were bringing this up you're, and you're saying, you know, it's, you can't hate somebody who killed himself. And then I was like, well, that's what we did kind of with the 9-11 episode. But... I, I think it's like uh, this, right. this seems to have a lot more like mental trauma going on. And there's a lot of factors that make you really go, oh, this is like a guy who's being killed by his own profession that he loves. Yeah. And then it just his brain, you know, went insane. Yeah, the other thing is like 
if you, I mean, steroids, I mean, it's literally like cranking the testosterone in your body up, which causes you to have rage. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's so tough. Like, at what point is something like this someone's fault? And that's kind of my point. Like, I think a lot of people in situations like this, when it's not cut and dry, they want it to be someone's fault. And that's why there's the whole camp of, like, fuck him. Yeah. And obviously, like, fuck him or fuck the act or whatever. Yeah. But, like, when it really comes down to it, it doesn't matter. It actually does not matter. Mm. What matters is that three people are dead. Mm -hmm. One of them did it. And that shouldn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. If we can all prevent it, right? Yeah. Uh, and I do think it's interesting how much we as people, and I do it too, like my immediate reaction anytime someone does something gross, like, fuck him. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people, uh, there are some wrestlers who are like, what he did there is unforgivable. Fuck him. Like, sure. He's dead to me. You know, sure. like, well, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's, but he's dead to me. Also, <laughs> he would have been alive to me if he hadn't been such a murderous asshole. Uh, and one one guy when he was like ranting kind of about him, uh, there was and I understand how you could have this perspective is when he killed himself when Chris Benoit killed himself with the weight machine. He put a towel around his neck before he put the cord. So it would any so it wouldn't and, and hurt. They, they looked up his yeah. They looked up his Google searches and he wrote like, "What's the um, like way to snap your neck without uh, hurting yourself the most?" And they were like, "Put a towel. Like that's Ooh. use a cord. You know, really tough." And I mean, like, so I know it's it, it's like I don't think his Wait, brain was what, so. People melted. were mad about that that he had like. Well, it's kind been of like a pussy about it. Well, no, it's because people so don't understand what concussion trauma really is, and I think it's yeah. this sort of like in and out of like consciousness almost. Uh huh. It's not just like I'm done now, like all at once. It's right. like it's a process, and so when you're like you know they're, they're just like how do you google search how, how do you know how, how do you have enough intelligence to put a towel around his neck i ask you oh. if his brain was melted oh. and i'm like because you know it's like you can still google search a sentence you know like well i mean it's just like people who who are like i mean i have friends who have gone truly manic who have had like serious manic episodes and i have been dealing with them in the middle of it and you don't realize it's happening right away because like I mean, obviously, mania is different than head trauma, but like none of these things are cut and dry. It's not like, yeah, it, it's not like no. they just walk, they're like, <laughs> do you have any potatoes to eat? <laughs> well, I, I, I <laughs> no, he's gonna kill himself. I, I, and it's funny because looking on this episode and just thinking about past episodes, I really was like, wow, the human brain is so fucking complex. Like sure. the one before this, we were talking about PTSD. It's like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PTSD. And then we did like, you know, religious extremists. And then there's a person who's like backed into a corner politically and like, you know, financially. And there's just like so many different things that can set your brain into an incredibly dark path. Yeah. And some can just be like, you know, my job has ruined my brain. Well, so let me ask you this, man. So this whole episode, you've been kind of like, it sounds like uh, you, and I'm just saying this to sort of like half explain it to me out loud so we can talk about it. But like, it, 
partially it sounds like you have been arguing with sort of like a phantom person in the room who is saying, fuck this dude, he killed his family. Yeah. It sounds like you like you've been advocating for him as like someone who was hurt by the world in and the industry he chose and stuff like that. And I mean this. Yeah. Empathy. Empathy. Uh, Empathy. Yeah. The number one reason. I mean, because I think it is a complex thing. Is there a grander statement in there? Like, are you? Um, Well, in his case, it's like it just so uh, seemingly comes out of the blue. Yeah. This episode. And it's like, um, I guess when I would hear some people's complaints or where they were like, fuck him. It seemed like their arguments weren't entirely like articulate yeah. or like coming from any just, sort of understanding of mental health. Yeah. And I think um, that while his actions are inexcusable and it's like, you know, if he were alive, he should spend the rest of his days in prison. It's just like, you know, I think you need to, we need to understand that. Like it's not, you know, any mystery it's that not so easy hurts his brain a bunch and then has addictions to like drugs and stuff. Yeah. You know, that person needs some help. They need to not be hurting their brain more. They need to get clean. They need to like reevaluate your, their lives. Right. You know, like at a certain point when this guy was getting concussion after concussion, like he should have been like, I got to get well, out. I mean, really the wrestling, it sounds like wrestling needs to have, like they have to have mandatory, like, daily physicals or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like every day you get tested in or every week or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just like how in porn you get tested for AIDS <laughs> all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should test these wrestlers for AIDS and then give them AIDS. <laughs> that is exactly what I was saying. That's, my, that's my solution. You read my mind. I, um, especially yeah. the ones who murder people. <laughs> give I them AIDS. Like, well, that's the thing is like, it's a brutal industry. It's like um like karate ballet basically. I don't know, man. Comedy is pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> One time an audience booed me and I didn't get my drink ticket. <laughs> well, uh what was I going to say that is like um yeah, you were saying something about ballet and how you love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just I just wanted to call you effeminate like it's bad for a second for some reason, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's just a. It's but you did say wrestling's brutal. It's not ballet. I think is what you said. <laughs> it's an incredibly brutal uh, profession. Oh yeah, it's just like when people, you know, the classic thing where it's like wrestling's not real. It's like it's incredibly real. They're really fucking up their bodies. Right. It's like I know they're kind of slapping in the beginning, but they literally are throwing each other around. Definitely sounds like this guy was landing headfirst on people. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I always used to do this joke that it's like people who talk about like. Oh, wrestling's not real. It's like, yeah, I know. The Undertaker is a zombie character who's stealing people's souls. Like, I know it's not fucking real. Yeah. And also, like, how insane would it be if the storylines in wrestling were real and it's just millionaire bodybuilders, like, killing <laughs> each right. other over, like, vendettas? And that was just, like, on TV. And we were like, yeah! <laughs> yeah it's like, I know the... I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I get it's not real. Murder a mania. <laughs> They're always like, you stole my girlfriend and now I'll kill your family. Yeah. <laughs> I also love in wrestling how they'll be like in the arena, like just talking to the crowd by themselves. And they'll be like, you know, like Jericho, I'm Jericho. The, I'm the best 
in the world. And then some, like in the corner of the arena, like flames will go up and they're like, it's fucking the Undertaker. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, no, no, the Undertaker's here. Shit. And like Undertaker will run in and he'll start wrestling. I'm always like, what was the fucking match going to be? What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> if the if the Undertaker didn't show up, literally nothing would have happened for that show. Right. He just would have been like, so again, in conclusion, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> like the audience is just checking their watches. <laughs> and then he's just like, uh, and then it's just him being like, uh, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he pulls out his phone and he starts jerking off. <laughs> There's some literature in the lobbies. You can read about how great I yeah. am. Yeah. Also, pick up a copy of Dianetics. <laughs> yeah, that's so fascinating, man. Well, I hope that every other wrestler is okay now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like the industry's kind of like in a real slump now. He was around during that whole attitude area. Uh, sorry, uh, what do you call it? Attitude era of... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the attitude area. <laughs> No one's nice here. Shut up, loser. <laughs> That's what the airport just calls the smoker's lounge. Welcome to the attitude area. We got flashing lights and punching. <laughs> I live in the attitude area. Uh, Dude, well, yeah, I there, have an attitude area. I'll UPN, show it to you. <laughs> basically, that UPN time where it was all like, you know, sex, and they'd be like, drinking beer, and like, you fuck my girlfriend, I'll kill you. Deep Space no. And it was literally... <laughs> And then it was literally like Benoit kind of started to, that that incident just sobered up the industry like it was insane like they just gradually got more and more safe I guess you would say oh sure as an industry they're just like good you know there's been like a what year did crime. this happen uh, this is in 2007 oh whoa yeah that was that's yeah that's more recent than I realized yeah pretty recent I mean. Uh, but uh, what was I doing in 2007? Well, <laughs> I was 13. <laughs> Check it off, probably. That was great, man. That was a really good one. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like some graceful way out of this one. Uh, and I, you, buddies, you know, buddies, buddies <laughs> at gmail.com. See you later. <laughs> we did it. Sega. Sega. Buddy, buddies. Sega. No, thanks, man. That was dope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the um, the thing I wanted to say was, so when it all happened, no one really knew the facts of the case. Mm -hmm. So the, he was supposed to be at a match, and he kept telling like people, like, oh, my family's really sick. Whoa. Like, he, he had said uh, during that weekend, like, to his friend, one friend basically had talked to him, and he told him, like, uh, you know, my family's really sick. They got to go to the hospital. And uh, he just told the, his like one of his best friends who'd called him. He was like, "I love you, man." And he and that dude like says like, "I knew something was up, but I didn't know what." But like he just, I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, no. no, he's like, no, he really said it. Where he's like, I mean, we say I love you in the industry, but like this was like, I love you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Who, what is George Lopez his <laughs> friend? <laughs> um, and so the uh, you know they they were supposed to have a performance. They canceled the performance when they found out. Everyone just thought the family died of carbon monoxide. Like they weren't didn't have the facts out yet. Whoa. So they aired a tribute to Chris Benoit, and like whoa, yeah, aired it that night. And then the next day, we're like. 
took everything down. They're like, we did not know the the facts of this. And then slowly through the history of that uh, WWF, they've like, like you just won't find his name on shit. Like all his titles and stuff are like, Sure. They just don't want to bring it up. He's yeah. like a playable character in like 20 video games. Whoa. <laughs> he can play as Chris Benoit. Damn, in Mario yeah. 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Chris Benoit. <laughs> when he stomps on people's heads, it's not cool. Yeah, it sucks, dude. He can throw furniture at turtles, though. <laughs> <laughs> Major takeaway. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That was great. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, I've said it 10 times, but email us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. Also, your reviews on iTunes are great. Like, thank you. Keep doing that. Tell yeah. your, make your parents do it too. <laughs> <laughs> do it with the whole family. Five Everyone stars. sit on each other's laps and write on the one <laughs> laptop how much you love us. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we're like now, we're still in the stages of getting the word out, and that's why. Uh, the ratings and the reviews help. They like bump us up. So if you do that, that's a big help to us. Thanks. Um, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. I am in love with all of you. <laughs> I just need to say this. Suck up! Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.